Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, you hear that music, you know the show, New York City and the whole wide world. Respect the show. You're listening to Rayella Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And, of course, today um, is, is the day of which I'm going to show my loyalty to my university, the Ohio State University. That is correct. We will make things right. I don't know what the heck, and I'm going to keep it at heck. I'm not going to say hell. What the heck is wrong? Uh, there's something wrong with the Big Ten in this bowl season. There's no doubt about it. They ha- have not represented the Big Ten in such a fashion of which we should have respect from any other conference. You earn respect. You don't just get it. You earn it. And, and, and we have not earned it. Not this bowl season. Again, you're listening to Rail of Sports. My Voice America Network, I'm here in Phoenix. I'm, of course, living like it matters. And it really matters to me that um, I've heard everything. I've been called everything except a child of God because of this misleading. And it, it truly is misleading to think that the Big Ten Conference is, is that bad because it's not that bad. All you have to do is just look at, look at the next level. Look at the next level and see how many people come from. Is a toast. Ah, from the Ohio State University is playing on Sundays. Look at how many people come from, from Michigan. Look how many people come from, from Wisconsin. Look how many people come from, from Purdue, from Northwestern. Come on. It's not a, a matter that the conference is, is weak. It's just a matter of the fact that uh, we've lost a couple games. And uh, I, as far as Ohio State is concerned, I think it may go back. Um, us in the SEC goes back to... Shout out to frat brother Ozzie Newsom when when Woody and the Bear took the time off, if you will, from their conferences and met up with each other in the Sugar Bowl. And, uh, of course, the result of that was that Alabama beat the Ohio State University. Bear beat Woody the first and only time that they had a chance to play. Uh, their two teams played against each other. And um, it wasn't a good day for us on that day. And since then, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the university has lost nine games against SEC teams. Uh, we haven't, you know, fared well in those games. But that's going to change. That's going to change because tonight, tonight, the Ohio State University is going to start changing things, as a matter of fact. And everybody knows we got a big game tonight. We're going to play Arkansas. Shout out to Mr. Anthony Lewis, who got on a plane today to go down from Chicago. 
He is a big Arkansas fan, and, and he got on a plane today, flew down to New Orleans to watch The Ohio State University just smoke him something terribly. And so I want to shout out to Anthony Lewis for, for doing that. Uh, I commend him for wanting to travel that far in such a short notice to see his university um, take a whooping. And uh, that's going to happen tonight because uh, that's what we do. I'm just going to keep it. Yeah, this is not a Homer show. This I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I got a couple shows on here, the guys that work with me, and they keep it real. So they asked me, Ray, why, why when you get on your show, you give me some corporate lines? Do you really feel that way about Ohio State? Yes. Take these glasses off. I feel that way. Of course. <laughs> we going to do nothing but walk all over them. We ain't got nothing to apologize for. Apologize for what? And speaking of apology, I got to go. I got to lead into something now. I got to go somewhere I didn't really want to go. Uh, there's about four or five, uni- you know, young men from the university, the Ohio State University, of which th- we have some issues that we have to address. And they have to, the fact of the matter is next year, season, if they come back. And, and perhaps, you know, they've made a promise to come back, let's say Terrell, because it's all about. TP, we know that. TP has t- t- told Tressel that he's going to come back next year. Um, you know, in the midst of all these allegations that are going on of what? Now, I guess they're beyond allegations. I guess they've been proven. Now, again, this was not a criminal investigation against the guys, I do not believe. There was a, a shop that was involved, uh, you know, a tattoo shop that was involved. And again, I have to get, you know, uh, let me get a call from somebody out there from the Ohio State University who can give me some some valid information uh, about what this tattoo shop had to do with these uh, these young men. Uh, I know they received tattoos, but, you know, how'd that all come up? I got some information last week, and I shared a little bit of it. Um, but let me just say this about Terrell Pryor. You know, this is, th- this is something of which America has, sometimes America has to just look at itself in the mirror and be honest with what you see. This is not right. Now, the rules are such that, yes, he broke the rules. But this is not right to hold these young men to something. How can the university, the university itself sells Terrell Pryor's jerseys with his name and his number on it? If it doesn't have his name on it, maybe it has his number to make you think that number two is somebody else, that it's not Terrell Pryor. In 2011, they don't mean TP. They mean somebody else. But they can sell that jersey for three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, whatever. On their website, they sell them. Now, why is it that if that number two was not TP and he wasn't making that number popular today, that number would not be selling. That number selling because that number two represents TP. Now, when I was in school, I don't even know if we had a number two. We didn't. It, it was the single-digit numbers at that time haven't become real popular unless the quarterbacks were wearing them. And so TP, who is a quarterback, they weren't wearing numbers like twos, though. You know, they they might wear like a um, a seven or eight or a nine, something like that. Maybe a five. You know, I don't think they were. You know, fours and threes. I don't know if they were that big, but twos certainly weren't. Not by a quarterback. So we know who that number two is. But. It's okay for them to make the money. That's, that's just not right. America, look yourself in the face. Just look yourself in the face. 
Shout out to Bernie Mac up in heaven. America, America, come on. Stop treating these young men like this. You know, and I, what I, what I want to do is I, I want to see, a, I hope TP gave Cam a call. Cam Newton, you know the, come on, you know the boys, they talk to each other. I, I hope he gave Cam a call because I want him to show some of that composure that Cam Newton has shown throughout this entire time when the allegations were going on about him and if he should get the Heisman Trophy or not because of some, some fully, allegedly, that had happened that had something to do with his dad getting money, uh, of which he, he had stated to everyone that he was not involved in that. And so since he was not involved in that, that should have nothing to do with um, his ability or, or his, um, his ability to be eligible to receive the Heisman Trophy. And, of course, that was proven because I, you can believe, and I said this before, they did their due diligence. He had nothing to do with that, else he sure wouldn't have gotten that trophy. But it's, uh, you know, it, it's just a, it's a shame that what's happening to the Big Ten in the bowl, in the bowl games, they look bad. And then tonight, you know before the game starts and throughout the entire game, there's going to be lots of conversation, lots of comments about Terrell Pryor and Heron, the running back, and the wide receiver, Posey, you know, about what they allegedly did off the field. They capitalized off of their likeness. They received monetary value of some, something of monetary value because of they gave somebody their rings in exchange for something. And that just, we have to find a way to put that to rest and to deal with that. Now, uh, staying in the Big Ten, that University of North decided it was time for them to make a coaching change. Now, <laughs> you know, part of the reason why the Big Ten is taking a hit is, and I, I got to be honest, America, I got to be honest, uh, the world, I got to be honest, the University of Michigan is not held up, you know, to, to its, you know, obligations of the university to put on the football field a team that is competitive at the national level, not just at the local level, but at the na not with just within the Big Ten, but nationally. Michigan, we are accustomed to you putting on a team on the field that is in contention for a national championship. That, that's the way it needs to be done. This is, this is modern-day technology, and modern-day technology tells me that I, I got a text here. That's just how we do it. This is, this is modern-day. Okay, all right, so Rodriguez is gone. It's been confirmed. Rodriguez is gone. They made a coaching change. He, the obligation that he had to bring them back into contention with the Big Ten for one, beat Ohio State. That's one thing he, he understood when he came there, that they brought you there to beat Ohio State. You didn't do that. And, and then all these other allegations about spending too much time practicing and all that type of stuff, you know, there's a certain amount of time in which a, a young man and a young lady, too, who's an NCAA athlete, uh, is allowed to spend in an organized practice. And you go outside of those rules and you got some problems. So I guess Rich exceeded the amount of time. And maybe the practices were too hard, too. But I don't know. Whatever they were, they didn't work for him. Because if you, if you win, this is, this is, we're talking to the world, but this is America. They bend the rules a little bit. And, and obviously he was not winning. He wasn't performing up to the level. Now, he's got some talent there. 
He's got some talent, but they're just, he doesn't have enough talent. You know, Michigan, I, I, I went to visit, I considered, or am I telling the world, am I seriously telling the world this? I considered, because of Phil Hubbard, shout out Hub, uh, because of my friend Phil Hubbard, uh, who was attending Michigan at that time, um, I went to visit. I considered going to the university at one time. A lot of athletes from Ohio, a lot of athletes from Florida, some athletes from Texas will go to the University of Michigan, some of the best, you know, that, that ever played sports, have attended the University of Michigan. Michigan is not getting those athletes anymore. We, we got a couple of them that will leave Ohio and go to Michigan, but not the majority. Certainly not after, you know, the way we've just been, woo, we've owned you for the last decade or so. And so that's not going to help. you you got to do something. you got to stick to your tradition of the kind of team that you put on the field, the kind of people that you put on the field, and your competitiveness. you you, you got to be a competitor at the highest level, Michigan. I'm talking to you right now because you're embarrassing me. It, it should have been, it, there's no way in the world. And, and Michigan State, I'm going to throw you into this too. You knew what Nick Saban wanted to do to you. He he wanted to show you. But Nick Saban, okay, I got to throw this in there. You know, Nick Saban is a Big Ten guy. Yeah, Nick went to Kent State, but Nick was my coach back in the day at The Ohio State University. So he knows a little bit about the Big Ten. And he knows about the SEC. But a lot of this is about Nick, too. Nick wanted to show people how bad he could be the team. And I, I don't believe in the mercy, so that I don't care. No mercy. Don't show any mercy. If a young man wants to get a touchdown, let him get his touchdown. But this, the Big Ten, Michigan, I'm calling you out. I'm calling Wisconsin, I'm calling you out. Purdue, I'm calling you out. Northwestern, I'm calling, I'm calling everybody out. Michigan State, everybody. Same right. i got to take this. All the fellas is calling me saying, Ray, what, the Big Ten? Are you crazy? That's why I went to the Ohio State University. We're going to make it right tonight for everybody. I got to take a break because I got music in my ear. Stay with me, won't you? And come back. Why don't you? Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. 
If you want creativity, the Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yes, that's some of that Omega Sci-Fi inside of me that got my head bobbing and weaving. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And, and I got, yeah, this is modern day technology. Listen, I'm live online. I'm recording for internet TV. I got my technology working here on my, on my smartphone. I got people communicating with me, you know, all different ways. They sent me emails that I printed out. Uh, articles and they they wanted me to. I got a text. The person said, "Ray, you didn't do the, you didn't do the article the justice I was hoping you to do. Could you please go back and point out a couple things, in particular, about the China? Oh yeah, okay. I got to go back. <laughs> I, I got to go back and I got to talk about. Remember a little early, I was talking about the Terrell Pryor incident of which he's dealing with, and I was hoping that he was able to keep his composure." And I talked about the fact that the, the, the jersey sell, his jerseys are sold by the university for about $300. But uh, the article actually, as the person uh, sent it to me, it, the article was actually an article written by uh, CNN and Sports Illustrated writer Andy Staples. And, and, and Andy makes some, some, uh, some, some excellent points. Um, but one thing in particular that uh, Andy said, and it, it says that... Uh, well, there are a lot of people out there that are fans. Uh, here's his words exactly. Quote, sure, a lot of naive fans will get angry if you leave early. Talking about if Terrell Pryor would leave the university early. But not all of them, mind you. Just the ones who think that he should stay and take a scholarship and shut up. That's what some fans think, that these, these, these athletes that are the same, they're, they're children. Some of them are your, your cousins, your nephews, your nieces, your next-door neighbors, the guy that you, that you rooted for. You just want him to just take a scholarship and, and shut up. But, but he goes on to say, let those fans get mad, and you don't need friends like them anyway. You don't need friends like them anyway. Okay. Um, and then uh, the guy who actually, who actually posted this, too, is the Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, and, and Dr. Boyce goes on to write some things himself. These are not the words of, of Andy Staples. These are the words of Dr. Dr. Boyce Watkins. And uh, he says that uh, uh, Staples' arguments are simple, valid, and fundamentally correct. There's nothing more un-American than a system of labor which rights of workers are restricted in a way that would rival 
any sweatshop in China or India. Wow. It is no coincidence that most of the individuals being exploited in this system are African-American males. Oh, man, there they go. The race car. We didn't throw the race car. Let me get a drink of water. True. True. Got to keep it. Call it what it is. We keep it real. So that's what they wanted me to bring that because that's an issue because, you know, it seems as if there's almost like a double standard. It said there is clearly a racial double standard with NCA regulations. Congress will allow this to happen by not holding NCA accountable on blatant antitrust violations and restrictions of labor rights. I've mentioned in the past that members of the Congressional Black Caucus should be presenting legislation to deal with this issue. I hold to that point. That's Dr. Boykins. Dr. Boyce Watkins. I'm sorry. I've done that a couple of times. I've got his name wrong. But this is a good article, and I'm going to send a link out to a couple of my friends so you can, so you can read that. Because there's clearly some things going on. As a matter of fact, um, you know, a, a, an attorney who's representing the class action lawsuit, uh, John T. King. And, and John, I think, is involved, and I know, let me just say this. Let me take my glasses off. I know what John is involved in because I have a relationship with John. Let me just say that. Uh, John is involved in a, in a class action uh, lawsuit. And John, who works with the plaintiffs, he says, we do antitrust cases in all sorts of industries. And when we learned about this disparity, it was literally shocking to us. That's attorney John T. King, when he learned about the disparities in terms of, the, uh, you know, what's happening and, and how lopsided they are. And uh, he said, uh, we really couldn't believe that these compensation practices still exist in any kind of industry. Man, that's amazing. So, so that's, that's, that's a legal perspective of what's happening as it relates to athletics and athletes and compensation and misleading statements and those who are being led to believe that people are doing things that are out of character, they're morally wrong, you know, that they're selfish, you know, all these things have been said about Terrell Pryor and, and some other athletes. So, okay, we talked about the bowl weekends, and I, you know, I just didn't want to. There, there is something, you know, for, I'm going to take a, a LeBron James stance on this thing here. I need to say something. LeBron had came out, and I, I believe LeBron was just trying to make a point about he felt that perhaps maybe the NBA has been watered down because there's too many teams. And it could be a much more competitive league, and the games would be much better if you perhaps maybe would combine some teams. And almost similar to what they did, you know, by that team that he made up there, that he joined, Dwayne Wade's team. And, and, and now, you know, it's, uh, I think they call themselves the, the Heatles, not the Beatles, but the Heatles. Uh, the Heatles, uh, an excellent example, you know, Bosch. Dwayne Wade and King James. I, I mean, a very good team, very, very good team. Not worthy to be called great yet. They haven't done anything yet to be considered a great team. Great potential, not a great team yet. But he, he made a point. He made, his point is that, hey, let's combine the teams, you know, shrink the amount of teams, maybe not as many games, you know, and uh, you have better basketball. Now, one thing that the, the Heatles are able to do uh, is that wherever they go, wherever the Miami Heat goes, 
because of who they are and the talents on that team, they sell arenas out. Now, I'm sure LeBron was selling out arenas when he traveled to other teams when he was a member of the Cavaliers. Wherever he came to play, people always wanted to go see him play. And so I think that would still happen. But he has a great point. What is my point? My point is this. This NC2A needs to get itself together because this whole thing about these bowl games, it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, I like to know I used to I didn't miss a bowl game when I was younger playing ball and in high school. I didn't miss a bowl game. I can't tell you how many bowl games there are now. You know, there, there were some games, again, you know, the TCU, the Wisconsin game, I'm, I'm, again, I'm done with the Big Ten. No, I, I'm not done with them. You know what I'm saying. But at the same time, it was a good game. So that was okay. That was a good game. That bowl game, the Rose Bowl's not going anywhere. The Sugar Bowl's not going anywhere. The Fiesta Bowl's not going anywhere. You know, the Cotton Bowl needs to be built back up to be what it used to be. You know, AT&T's got a lot of money behind that. So, you know, I'm sure that's going to be, you know, what it used to be. Um, but, I, but I will tell you what, and that, of course, is, is coming up on January the 7th. But, but some of these bowl games that are just being played and some of the teams that are making it to bowl games, you know, it's, it just is, I don't want to say it devalues, but it, in a way it does. I mean, many times what people want to do is your decision to go to school, number one was where was I going to attend to get the best education I possibly could get? Me, of course, I chose the Ohio State University. But something else that came into consideration, too, is I wanted to know, is this a team that wins their conference? And they had been performing quite well. And the results and the reward of doing that many times is a trip to a bowl game. Now, when I came out of school, I was fortunate to go to Ohio State, and we went to four bowls. And they're all BCS bowls. Well, I take that back. They're not all. There is one. That is not a BCS. It's, it's called the Progressive Gator Bowl now. Um, but, of course, that's some of you may remember that game. That's a game, of course, when Woody lost his job. But here, here's my point I want to make. The point I want to make is that I wanted to go to the Ohio State University because they were going to the Rose Bowl quite frequently. If they weren't going to the Rose Bowl, then they were going to the Orange Bowl. And if they weren't going to the Orange Bowl, then they were going to um, the – Fiesta Bowl, you know, and, and so they were going to, to big bowl games. It was the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl. Those are the kind of bowls in the game. I, so, I, so for me, myself, Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl first. First game was the Sugar Bowl. Second was the Gator Bowl. Then it was the Rose Bowl. Then it was the Fiesta Bowl. But what is the Ticket City Bowl? Could somebody please tell me what is the Ticket City Bowl? I have no clue. Ticket City Bowl. Oh, come on now. That's, that's just ridiculous. And then you got something called the, the Mighty Care. No, the Mighty Car Care Bowl. What is that all about? And then you got, now here, here's one. This is about education. Bridgepoint Education Holiday Bowl. Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Okay, come on now. This is getting a little bit ridiculous, right? The Texas Bowl. The Bell Helicopter Armed Forces Bowl. That was Army and, 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 and SMU. SMU, shout out to SMU. 
If I'm not mistaken, that's the first bowl SMU's been in a, in a very long time. Very long time. I, I'm going to shout out to Detroit up there. This new Little Caesars Bowl. Only because I like Little Caesars pizza. Shout out to Little Pizza. Hey, I need some sponsors, Little Caesars. Take my glasses off. Little Caesars, I need some sponsors. I buy your pizza weekly. Got a nice $5 pizza. It's real nice. It's real good. Let's see if you can do something. You, you, if you got this Detroit, how many people you think went to that Detroit Bowl? I, I can get you a couple more people in there if you sponsor my show. I just thought I'd throw that out there. We probably need a Voice America Sports Bowl. Hell, everybody else got a bowl. But there's too many bowls. I don't want to get to the point now, I mean, because the Ohio State University is playing it now, I think a lot of people are going to watch that bowl. But I'm like LeBron. LeBron's trying to get the quality back into basketball. I'm trying to get the quality back into the bowl games. It's too many bowls. Let's break it down. Let's get some, you know. If we're going to have this playoff system, let's get, first of all, I'm for the playoff system. Let's get rid of all these bowls. Too many damn bowls going on. I can't even follow them all. I can't report on all these bowls. Technology today, I can use it. It gives me too much information overload. Too much. I don't have time for all that on my show. I got some music in the background anyway, but I want to get that point before I went to that break. Too many bowls. All right, I'm going to take a break. We're going to come back. I got to talk about the National Football League. This is the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Where are my people from Ohio out there? Maybe I better pull the screen up so I can see them. We'll be right back. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no car to take you on a date. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Get ready for a show that's going to take it to the next level of sports talk. Get ready for Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. He's got 12 years of broadcast experience as an analyst for ESPN Sports Center and NFL Live. And he has 10 years experience as a player with the Seahawks, Colts, Vikings, and Chargers, as well as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL. You'll hear the truth and not the sidelines. Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. Is not for the faint of heart. Tune in every weekday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Coast to Coast Mixtapes.com. Yeah, I like that, boy. I like that. Yeah, they got me that time. But I know, I, hey, I'm going to give it to you again. In case you didn't hear, you can pick that up at coasttocoastmixing.com. Coast, which is East Coast. Coast, which is West Coast. Coasttocoastmixing.com. Anyway, you listen to Rail of Sports on Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'm giving it to you real. I mean, we, we keep it like this right here on Internet. Right now, I want you to know uh, this is uh, historic for me um, since I've been here at Voice America. I've got a chance when we launched the sports channel to do the first live sports show. And um, on the sports channel, let me put it like that. Let me give up props to those who deserve it for uh, before uh, Voice America started. It's different channels. Of course, Ida Marie had a sports show on uh, on Voice America. We had just one channel, but when we broke it down to individual channels, um, I came in and I helped them launch the first show on Voice America Sports. Uh, that show was Rail of Sports. And so today uh, I am also here, um, and uh, Rail of Sports is the first show that we're doing. This is a simulcast. Although you can't see it, see it uh, uh, Voice America TV is recording me here at live in the studios in Arizona. By the way, it is, man, it look, I'm looking outside. I got mountains, palm trees, uh, sunshine. And in the studio, I got bright lights on me. And I got my scarlet and gray. I'm representing. I got my scarlet and gray on. Um, so just want to let you know, this is history. Uh, in case you didn't know, if you're listening, you're part of history. And once you see it, I don't know if I'm going to let them put this on. Though, man. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't do the groom thing. I didn't go get my hair cut. I didn't. I ain't cut up right now. So I got, I got some hair on my head. I, my goatee ain't shaped up. So, but anyway, let me go back and finish because I want to say one thing. Go daddy, you got the go daddy bowl, and you got Middle Tennessee and Miami of Ohio playing against each other on January sixth. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, GoDaddy, as much money as you must spend on the Super Bowl, I think you could get some other bowl besides that one. I, I think you should step it up a little bit. I think you compromised yourself, GoDaddy. I'm a loyal customer of yours. I spent my domain names. I GoDaddy. Shout out to GoDaddy. I can use some sponsors on the show now, GoDaddy. You better get in while you can. Get in while it's kind of low right now. Because Voice America is like blowing, woo, 
That's what's happening with Voice America, and I'm telling you. I tried to tell many people. Let me give one little shout-out to the quarterback last night. Now, one thing about the game last night, and I, I got a comment on the game last night. And, uh, you know, I, I think the one thing that I want to comment more than anything else is, um, you know, the quarterback looked good. You know, Andrew Luck, I, you know, shout-out to Jaws. Jaws was showing the boy a lot of love last night. But, but, but come on, Jaws. You know, if there was nothing else that I saw last night and when I watched that game, I thought that Virginia Tech was as ill-prepared to play somebody who had a quarterback who was possibly, who is being touted as the number one quarterback in college football, the number one pick in the draft. You would think that that secondary would perform much better than they did last night. I thought that secondary was totally ill-prepared. There were so many wide receivers open, jaws, at your age, you could have completed some of them pass last night. And Chucky, who was sitting in there with you, Chucky, one thing, you always keep it real, but you should have stepped up, Chuck, and said, hey, something ain't right here. There's too many wide receivers that are wide open, too many tight ends that are wide open, too much time this quarterback has. You know, I've heard, shout out to Lionel. I listened to the show. I've heard Lionel talk on his show, him and some of his boys talk about perhaps maybe what's happened to the Big Ten is they were outcoached because the coaches weren't prepared to make adjustments. But I'm telling you, last night, Virginia Tech, that secondary stunk. Some people should have, listen, some people should have been sat down and some other people should have got in there, you know, to represent the university a little bit better. There was terrible, terrible, terrible. This is what I always tell people, the difference, if you want to know, if you did, nobody ever told you what level of football you were watching. You could look at the passing game and you could tell what level you were watching. Because in pro football, a receiver is never wide open. In college football, a receiver should never be wide open. In high school football, perhaps maybe, because the talent is that different in high school sports. But once you get to college and pros, the talent level is pretty competitive. And therefore, the only way a person really gets opened Mm, wide open is a mental mistake. There were tons of mental mistakes last night. And so I, I just got to say Virginia Tech, and, and, and I didn't see the post-game you know, press conference because I didn't want to watch it. I think I'd cut the game off by then because I was totally disapp- I was disappointed. I, it's in my DNA, not just you know, in my heart. It's in all of it goes through my blood, football. And when somebody's going to attempt to, to make an effort, to get put on a display of what this game is all about, and they look like that team looked last night, and that representing college football. So Mr. Luck is a a good quarterback. He's not he's not a great. I'm not ready to call him a great quarterback. No, I I didn't see a great quarterback last night. First of all, I didn't see that his ball that he threw. There's a money ball in the NFL. It's it's an out. It's a 15 yard comeback. Sometimes it's shorter than that. But I'm, that's the money ball, and you got to throw that on them. And if you can't throw that, that those passes he was throwing last night, they were okay. But those won't be the pass he'll have to, you know, throw to impress the scouts. So before we make him the next Tom Brady, you know, hey, he's got a, he's got a long ways to go. By the way, Tom Brady, it's time to talk a little NFL football. You know, my man Mike Vick. I, listen, Mike Vick is still in my house. He may not be in your house, but Mike Vick is still in my house. And, and, and 
you know, the Dallas Cowboys, again, the game was meaningless to us last week, us being the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I can do that. You, you put a little time into it. You know, that's what my whole thing is about this, my likeness and all that stuff. I, you can claim it. Once you've been there, you've been a part of it, you, you're, you're still a part of it. All you got to do, get yourself in some trouble. You'll find out if you're still a part of one of those teams. So I can still say, yeah, we. Yeah, when, when the Eagles played the Cowboys, it was a meaningless football game. First time the Eagles have played the Cowboys, and there's been a meaningless football game in a long time. Now, it could have had something to do with, you know, another home field advantage or either what position, what seat they had between them and the Bears and all that. But listen, bottom line is it wasn't worth putting Michael Vick in the game to get him hurt. But I will say that, you know, uh, Mike's last performance, and I'm having a football moment right here. I have to look at my notes here. Uh, but the game, the previous game that he played in, didn't perform up to, to Michael Vick's standards. And because of that, it seemed like he just got taken out of the conversation about most valuable player of the league. Now, um, I'm going to just go ahead and give it, to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Philip Rivers, I think, is having an outstanding season. But, you know, San Diego Chargers, I mean, <laughs> Phillip Rivers may be doing a great job, but, ah, okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind that Tom Brady is probably going to go ahead and run home with that MVP trophy. And and deservingly so. You know, he, he, he he's done enough. You know, he's brought his team back. You know, he, he's done enough to deserve it. So I, I think, in my mind, Tom Brady is probably going to be there the most valuable player. He's going to probably be the uh, most valuable player of the league. Like I said, deservingly so. And um, Mike Vick is out the picture. You know, Mike Vick is out the picture. I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, you know, Coach, uh, you know, I, you know it, it would be hard for me to say Raheem Morris deserves the most valuable player. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, the, the coach of the year. Uh, it'd be hard for me not to say he deserves the coach of the year, but it, it would almost be like me making him the coach of the year and, you know, the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs. Now, does that make any sense? The Seattle Seahawks is in the playoffs and they have a losing record. <laughs> but then again, if that's the case, then why not put a coach who doesn't make it to the playoffs? Why not pick him as the coach of the year? I mean, that's how crazy things are nowadays in, in the NFL. But I think he's certainly worthy of it. I mean, he called it. He called it at the beginning. So he, he didn't sneak up on anybody. He said, why can't we be the best? Why can't we win this? Why can't we do this? And they went out and they did it. It, it just so happened that they, they came up a little short. Now, I think they deserve to be the Well, we all know they deserve. Everybody deserves to be in the playoffs more than the Seattle Seahawks, with the exception of the St. Louis Rams. And you know why? You know why I say everybody except the St. Louis Rams, because the St. Louis Rams is the team that played the Seattle Seahawks, and everything was on the line. You win, you play. You lose, you go home. And you lost. So you can't, every other team in the National Football League can complain. Well, let's say every other team that has a winning record in the National Football League can complain about the Seattle Seahawks being in the playoffs. But one team, and they don't have a winning record, that can't complain at all, is the St. Louis Rams. Because you could have nipped it in the bud, and you could have been the one in the playoffs. And then everybody would complain about you. But you didn't do it. And so, therefore, you know, you have nothing. 
you, you have no skin in, in this game at all. None at all. And so let's, let, let's start talking about, you know, looking at, well, maybe I won't be able to, we're going to get there. But we're going to look at the playoff picture, and we're going to look at who made it, who didn't. No, nah, we ain't going to talk, we may talk a little bit about some people that didn't make it. But we're certainly going to talk about who made it, and what are the chances. i tell you what the chances are, that nobody in the National Football League, in the NFC or the AFC, wants to play the Seattle Seahawks because they have absolutely nothing to lose and it would be it'd be terrible for you to lose in the playoffs against a team that had a losing record. And again, here goes Pete Carroll. It's the system. So as long as he abided by the system, he's going to walk in with his head up high, go get his check, go play that game. Pete, you know, man, Pete, you know, there's a, a trail behind you, man. And you want to, I used to, I did have a tremendous amount of respect for Pete. Now, I've lost some of it, and even going into this playoff system, Pete, it's okay if the system is what it is, but if the system perhaps maybe isn't right, you don't have to apologize. You just have to say, listen, on the outside, I could perhaps maybe understand why some people might feel we don't deserve to be here, but we're here. The system said all we had to do was win our division, and we get in. Didn't say how many games we had to win. It said win your division, we get in. Show a little bit of respect to some other people out there where you know perhaps maybe there's some changes need to be made to the system so they'll have a little respect for you. Don't go in there like you went undefeated. Come on, Pete. That ain't right. That ain't right, Pete. You listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice American Network. When we come back, we're going to get into this playoff thing. And then I'm going to let you go. All right. flagship station for sports voice america sports fantasy sports is where the action really is over 40 million people play fantasy sports but rarely do they get to quiz the experts fantasy insights is the name and the game Tune in every week as Dish Adams and his guests clue you in on the fantasy football game, what's happening on and off the field, and how it will affect your fantasy team. These experts aren't just beat writers assigned to fantasy football. They live and breathe the game. Tune in to Fantasy Insights with Dish Adams every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports.
Yeah, that's right. Ray Ellis right here with you. Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And before we left, I, you know, I was a little hard on the San Diego Chargers because I'm always hard on the San Diego Chargers. There's something about that team that I just can't seem to get over uh, in terms of uh, what would make me root for the Chargers because I don't have any faith that they would win. Uh, the San Diego Chargers, at, at the week's end, the San Diego Chargers, uh, you know, according to my documentation here, San Diego Chargers had total offense. They were number one at 395 yards per game on offense, total offense, total defense. In other words, you know, holding the opponent to the least amount of yards. They were number one in that. Uh, total defense, they gave up 271 yards per game. Uh, you know they got a passing attack. Uh, they led the league in, in the passing per game. Uh, passing defense, I'm sorry. Uh, yards per game, they only allowed uh, 177 yards in pass defense. Uh, but it's just something about that team. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I, I just, if there's anybody else other than the Chargers, I'm probably going to go with them. Uh, but I'll tell you what's important to, to, to know is that you know, what the team does as a whole is more important than what they do um, individually. It, with the exception of I, I would like to see if anything like this has ever happened before, that a team has finished number one in total offense, team offense, and number one in team defense and didn't make the playoffs. I'd, I'd really be interested in, in seeing that, you know. Uh, but I tell you what, offense, when you look at offense, you know, those teams that are doing well, uh, and, and total offense of the top five teams that are there, only two of them, and and that is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Indianapolis Colts, are going to be in the playoffs. You know, it, it doesn't look like um, the other guys are going to be there. Now, when you look at um, total defense, again, San Diego finished number one there. But listen, here's here's some other teams. Total defense of the top five, four of those teams or in the playoffs. The team that is not is the San Diego Chargers, and they were number one. But the Steelers, the Jets, the Saints, and the Packers, those are the other top five, the other four of the top five uh, that are going to make it. So one thing that says to me, it, it says that, you know, defense will win the ball games for you. You know, you can have offense, but, you know, Houston Texans, not there. New York Giants, not there. San Diego Chargers, not there. Philadelphia Eagles, Indianapolis Colts. Eagles were number two, and Indianapolis Colts were number four in total offense, and they're going to be there. Um, is a passing game, offensive passing game going to get you there? It got the Colts there. It got the Saints there. It got the Packers there. So three out of five. Uh, that's 60% of those teams. In, you know, When you look at the defense, Okay, uh, of the defense again, and these are statistics. You guys can get these statistics from anywhere. This is the kind of stuff you guys be, you know, looking at and worried about. It's about what happens on the field, you know. But look at that yards that you, that you give up, you know. Um, again, when passing, uh, it looks like mm, the Raiders were number one. I'm sorry, Chargers were one. Raiders were two. Buffalo Bills were three. New Orleans Saints were four. They're in. Green Bay Packers with five, they're in. So the top three who gave up the least amount of yards passing on the defensive side of the ball, those top three didn't get in. Now rushing. Uh, rushing is always important. So let's look at the rushing. Okay, of the top teams, 
that ran the ball the best in the NFL. Kansas City, number one. Kansas City in the playoffs. Oakland Raiders, number two, not in the playoffs. Jackson Jaguars, number three, not in the playoffs. New York Jets, number four, in the playoffs. Philadelphia Eagles, number five, in the playoffs. So that's three out of the five that run the ball real good. They're in the playoffs. It's important. Okay? It's very important. Very much so. Now, let's say those who, when you're on defense, you got to stop the run. Okay? Pittsburgh Steelers, number one team in stopping the run. They only give up 62 yards per game. Chicago Bears, number two. They're in the playoffs. They give up 90 yards. Jets, number three. They're in the playoffs. They give up 90 yards. San Diego Chargers, mm, they give up 93 yards, but they're not in the playoffs. The Baltimore Ravens, 93.9, almost 94 yards a game. They're in the game. They're still in the dance. They got a chance. So I'll tell you what's important. You got to be able to stop the run because, you know, we all, we all watch this game and we know what this game is about, and the game is all about the fact that, listen, when it comes down to the wire, what do you do to preserve your victory? You run the clock out. So if you got a team that's ahead of you and they're running the ball, you got to stop them so you can get the ball back. And then also, of course, we know on the other side of the ball is that, you know, if you're losing – if the clock's not in your favor, then you got to start passing the ball. So it's good to have a pass. So you got to have a good run defense and a good pass defense. So defense, defense. You know, yeah, you got to put some points on the board, but the key is to stop the other team. So let's take a look at this as we go down and we, we take a look at what's happening in the playoff picture. I'm gonna start with the AFC because the AFC was pretty friendly to me. Let me get to two AFC championship games. And it looks like, now, I'm sure, and, and you heard Mr. Ryan talk about, you know, him and Peyton, and that wasn't a bad thing. That's okay. Take the pressure off. off, off. It's, not, it's not that he's trying to make it all about himself. He's taking the pressure off his team, you know, but he does want to beat Peyton. So the Jets, man, the Jets are going against Indianapolis. I just got to say, you know, they're going to throw the house at Peyton, but I think Peyton, you know, Peyton, this is contract year for Peyton. Peyton had two games in a row. He threw about four interceptions. I, I, I got to go. I got to go with Peyton on this one. I got to go with Peyton on this one. So I'm, I'm going to pick. In that wild card game, I'm going to pick the Jets. And then you got the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Ray Ray is getting old. He ain't got many more years left. He understands that. Ed Reed is getting old. He ain't got too many years. He's going to get a chance to keep playing with Ray Ray. Kansas City, you didn't look so good in the last game you played in. It maybe wasn't that, you know, that important to you because uh, you were already in the playoffs. And some people get like that. They, don't, they ain't worried about home field advantage. Some of them don't even w- look forward to the wild card game, I mean to the, uh, to the bye week because they want to keep playing. They ain't worried about getting their bodies healthy. They know how to do that. So, I, so my, picks, my pick is going to be, of course, Indianapolis, and I'm going to go with the Ravens. Now let's come down to the NFC. The New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, you know, a good football-minded person would say that the Saints are going to beat the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm a good-minded football person. I know football. I think that the Saints should beat Seattle Seahawks. So I'm going to hold off on that. Nah. I'm going to go ahead. I'm a, I'm, I, ain't, I ain't scared. Don't be, I can't be scared. The Saints. I'm going with the Saints. The Saints will beat the Seahawks. Um, 
Seattle just they shouldn't be there. Green Bay, Philadelphia. Now this is not about being a homer. The weather has nothing to do with it either. Green Bay is cold. Philly is cold. Um, I just think that Mike is on a mission. You know, I think there's nothing Michael Vick wants to do more. Does he want to carry the team on his back? No, Mike just wants to win. Does Andy want Mike to carry the team on his back? No, Andy just wants to win. I can just tell you this, too. I, I believe if, if Mike is not having a good game, Andy could pull him and put Kevin Cobb in there. I don't think that's the right thing to do. But I, I think the Philadelphia Eagles win this football game. And, and what, however they win it makes, doesn't make a difference. Does it have to be pretty? No. Does Mike have to scramble? And No, Mike just has to play the game as it comes to him. Take what they give you. And if they don't give you something, then you make a play. You have the ability. You can do that. You are the X factor on the football field, Mike. You're the best athlete on the football field. The best athlete can make things happen that make people scratch their heads and wonder how did he do that. Michael Vick has that kind of talent. And so with that being said, I've said it all. I've told you who I thought was going to win. I'll stick by it again. I got the Indianapolis Colts coming out there. I got the Baltimore Ravens. I got the New Orleans Saints. And I got the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's an easy pick. So listen, if you make some money, man, you don't have to buy me anything. But when you're in the coffee shop, you know, just have, you know, you know how I like it. Dark chocolate, little cream, little sugar. There you go. And I'll see you next time. For those of you who don't know, you've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.